Daniel, I would like to quote a couple things to you. Um, I'd like to, to, uh, to quote a conversation between us, actually. So uh, I'm reading straight off of my texts off of my iPhone. Uh, so at 11.51 a.m., I get a text from Daniel. It is a screenshot of a tweet that says there is a mysterious cyberpunk 2077 stream going on right now. Word on the street is that we might see some new footage today. Uh, I immediately responded with, I feel like it couldn't possibly be footage if all we got at Gamescom was concept art. Um, Then I believe six minutes later, I go to YouTube and there's a video entitled 48 minutes (laughs) of cyberpunk (laughs) gameplay footage. And this was also coming hot off the heels of our last episode, basically just making cracking funnies about how this game doesn't exist um and i know that you have a theory that maybe cd project red might might have an ear to the ground so to speak uh to the hub world podcast so i was listening to the film spotting podcast the other Mm. day shout out to them for the Mm. actually the first time ever because they had a guest dave chin who was on the slash film cast it's also very good and so I was like, yeah, I'll listen to that. And they were talking about five things they learned podcasting. And okay. one of the things that they mentioned was, you never know who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's cool. I wonder if there's anybody cool listening like that to us. And then, you know? and then we see this happen where we spent wow. minutes of everyone's life talking about how oh lol i bet cyberpunk doesn't exist minutes not Daniel. like three days later they come out right. and they say not so fast here's 48 minutes of gameplay showing you that this game does indeed exist right and here's the thing the this gameplay was originally shown behind closed doors at e3 to the games media so it's been around for a long time. It's not like this was, you know, a, a, a big thing that they haven't shown to anybody. It's just one day they decided based on who knows what kind of podcast that, you know, today's the day it's enough is enough. I mean, I'm not saying you can do the math, but I'm just saying one plus two does usually equal three. And in this case, three is 48 minutes of cyberpunk. You are so right. Uh, and in the spirit of of this amazing announcement that we'll be talking a lot about today, welcome to Hubworld, the podcast about video games, pop culture, and not having to wait until 2077 to play Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Carter Harrell. I'm your other host, Daniel Elliott. Man, wouldn't that be tragic if they were like, here's footage from Cyberpunk 2077. You might be wondering where we get this subtitle. That's because that's when the game's coming out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what a lot of us were thinking until this. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Uh, we have a lot to talk about there. Uh, we're actually going to save that for a little bit later in the podcast. So I highly recommend you stick around because there's there's a lot to go through and it's very exciting. But first... Uh, we got some news, you know, I feel like we talk a lot about opposites in video game industry and, you know, 
maybe one of the opposites of that cyberpunk demo was the Nindies showcase. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo has definitely built this very positive, like fun family image, at least when it comes to their branding, when it comes to their like Nindies showcases, when it comes right. to their Nintendo Directs. We have two of them. One actually, I think came out around Gamescom. I think both you and I had yeah. missed it whenever mm-hmm. we did last week's episode. Uh, but then one came out this past week as well and that was showing a ton of indie games. And mm-hmm. we're not going to list all of them because there is a lot. You could watch the the two videos and see what you think is cool. And if we miss something that you thought was cool, you can let us know. But other than that, we're, I think we, we'll just go ahead and run down what we thought uh, were the coolest looking games. Um, some of these were stuff that I'd never seen before. And some of these right. were things that... We've seen before, but didn't know we're coming to the Switch, or we knew we're coming and just hadn't had any info Mm -hmm. on yet. Uh, So it was a pretty fun-filled Nintendo week, even amidst all the cyberpunk stuff. But I guess we'll just we'll go down the list here. Uh, I'm going to start with Night Call. Night Call looks interesting. Yeah, this was some like well, it's like 100 percent one of my favorite aesthetics, like of just this black and white like detective noir noir yeah 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 and it seems to be kind of a visual novel setup where it's Mm -hmm. a lot of story and dialogue choices looks like you're a detective that like moonlights as a taxi driver yeah and there wasn't a whole lot of other details about that but it looked super cool to me and like i don't need much from from that kind of game if it's in that setting it seems like something that i'm just really excited to get into yeah, it's a cool like text adventure kind of thing, which like I feel like I have always wanted to get more into that I haven't played enough of. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's it's hyper stylized, which is really cool. And I mean, I feel like, again, there's something about the uh, not just the aesthetic, but kind of the the themes that they have set up for the switch to where it's Nintendo and it's so casual and it's a handheld console that like, I don't know, I feel like indie games are so at home on the switch that's why i guess there's so many of them yeah. uh, but something like this you know i f- somehow if you saw a trailer for this on the ps3 or the xbox or excuse me did i just say ps3 wow ps4 or the xbox one it's almost like i wouldn't be as interested you know what i mean i definitely wouldn't um, be as interested if it was a trailer for the ps3 so yeah, right. <laughs> yeah well yeah i probably would not be picking that one up yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like stuff like this is is right at home on the Switch, so that's awesome. There's there's that always that always having that Switch magic of like, hey, this looks cool, and also I can take this anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's again, that's Night Call, um, and it looks really, really, really cool. Especially if you're into old like Detective Nora stuff, definitely check that out if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one on, the, on my list is not necessarily th- something I was excited about. <laughs> Uh, there's this game called Monster Boy, which I guess is fine in concept. It looks like you're a transforming boy that can be like a frog or a lion or a dragon or a snake or something. And you use those different abilities when you transform to like do some platforming and action adventure. Mm -hmm. The graphic style is fine and stuff. It actually looks a lot like Wonder Boy, which came out, I think, last year on the Switch. And I wonder if those are related since it's like Blank Boy. Right, right. But... Oh my gosh, the song that played. Oh, thank goodness you mentioned it. <laughs> That's thank the only reason why I want to talk please, about this. Please, please, boys and girls, go to the YouTube. I'm going to do something we've never done before. Ooh. All right. This is it because I, oh, I can't yes. just talk about this. This is like straight phone to microphone. 
real fast. Um, and I'm going to have to take out my headphones to do this behind the curtain. But this you know, is worth okay. it for you all to hear this Dagum so song. It. So, uh, and it's probably uh, the way to not get copy written. Here we go. Well, you know, that didn't work at all because the volume was super low <laughs> for some reason. Oh, hello. Did I ruin everything? <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Hello? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't work at all. For some reason, when I took my headphones out, that like even at high volume, that was like nothing. Wait, hold on. Let me let me put it into my microphone and we can just slice it in there. I feel like it will work just as well. Okay. It it really is worth it. Yeah. And like, uh, it, yeah, it's all I could think about when I was yeah. watching this thing. Okay, let's try it. This is like, at first I was like, is this a bad worship song? Okay. Like, this sounds like a bad worship song. <laughs> What's weird is that it's like, it's the style of like Japanese, like, you know, like what, what is used in a lot of video game trailers, but like kind of the cinematic, like pop rock thing. But it's like a, it's, yeah, it's like a worship's leader singing it in English. It's very strange, but one of the best things I've ever heard. Yeah, it was it was one of those things that was definitely so bad and stuck in my head for the next like hour. <laughs> but I was like also just just yeah amazed. It was at, also weird because like I well, first of all, I didn't know that this was at E3 kind of. Apparently, like when I oh. looked into it, there was an E3 2018 trailer. Either way, I remember watching this and like 30 seconds to a minute in, you're like, is this an anime? Because, like, there's no gameplay for a little while. Yeah. It's just showing this boy turning into monsters, kind of. Um, either way, it's a day one buy for me. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be a day one. I'm going to watch that trailer again just to get the yeah, song. It's, it's very good. Yeah. Maybe but, it can be our new theme song. Oh, that's true. Maybe we could at least we could work with that composer and try to try to whip something up. I like it. Uh, so anyways, that's Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom or something like that. But anyways, Monster Boy, just go listen to the song. That's really... Yeah, they could have stopped can... at Monster Boy, you know? It's not like... It's not like if someone said Monster Boy, I would not say which Monster Boy, you know? Yeah, even if they had been like, boy, monster, huh? Like, that's still... <laughs> like, that's it. Right, um, yeah. But anyways, go check that out. Uh, the next one that I have on my list here is Moonlighter. And have you heard anything about this? A little bit. Yeah, I had seen like and it was a few months ago, actually, that I had mm -hmm. seen like, I don't know, a release date trailer or something like that. Uh, it looked interesting. Yeah, it's been out on PC for a few months here now. And the people that have played okay. it have like raved about it. Yeah, I love the graphical style. Like, obviously, it's one of those 8-bit kind of things. But like the art style is really intriguing. Yeah, they it's it's kind of like, well, I mean, and this is maybe even a longer topic, but I mean, 
so many indie games especially are using this like 8-bit 16-bit graphic style um and it's starting to look kind of really samey yeah to me in a lot of ways but totally the way that moonlighter looks the way it's stylized and lit is it's unique even amidst it still being the same type of graphics that a lot of games are using it's really interesting looking i mean it's not like it's like revolutionary or groundbreaking but at least it's very distinct uh, which i think is very i think what's great is that like a lot of the 8-bit kind of things like something like shovel knight or or a celeste will like what they're trying to accomplish is like really low detail designs you know like Mm -hmm. one pixel for the eyes and this doesn't so much go for that like it's pixelated but it's not as pixelated and like there's more room for detail and expression. Yeah. Uh, so it still has some of that cartoon style and the animation's really cool. I, I dig it. Yeah. So it's uh Moonlighter is basically to me, it looks kind of like Stardew Valley and mixed with Zelda. Cause yeah, yeah. the premise is that you are a shopkeeper this time. So it's mm-hmm. like a, you're in a top down RPG. Yeah. Uh, you are the shopkeeper instead of like the hero. And so it's like your your shop opens up either like during the day. I think it's like your shop opens up during the day. But then when you're, the shop is not open, you have to like go into dungeons and take out monsters to right. get the stuff to use to sell things. So it's like this backstory of like, hey, what are shopkeepers doing in RPGs whenever the hero's off doing whatever? Like how do they keep having stuff? So like that idea is, is already pretty cool. Right. Um, but then, yeah, it just, it looks like, you know, a lot of the like town and social aspects of Stardew Valley, but a much, much, much more involved like dungeon crawling uh, side to it than Stardew. I mean, Stardew Valley, you kind of sort of have dungeon crawling in some parts, sure. but this definitely, I mean, just looks like straight up top down Zelda, like to the way that the the maps move. Yeah. The way that some of the monsters look. and It kind of like in a more specific reference, it gives me a Minish Cap vibes. I don't know mm. if you ever played that all the way through. Uh, I don't actually know if I ever played it all the way through. I did play a bunch of it though back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of got that same feel to it. Yeah, it's definitely got that. I mean, it wears its influence on its sleeve, I think, but mm-hmm. it also does look very cool and it looks like something that would be right at home on the Switch. So definitely. I'm excited to see more about that, um, mm-hmm. more concrete stuff that it's coming because I think that they had mentioned like, oh yeah, like it's on the way, but this is the first like real footage we'd seen right. from it. Uh, so yeah, that's Moonlighter. It looks really cool. Uh, one game that I want to touch on briefly uh, is This War of Mine. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. game that's been out for a while now on a bunch of different things. Um, I have it actually on on iOS. I got it a while oh, really? back. Mm-hmm. That game is like, hey, you really like, do you want to feel, are you feeling good? You feeling happy? You having a good time? You want to just ruin that? Play this <laughs> war fun. It is a survival game as far as you have, it's, a, it's like a survival game roguelike because when every mm-hmm. time you start a new file, you have this household of like two or three different characters and it's crumbling and you know, there's wall holes in the walls and things aren't working and like you don't necessarily have like anything like you don't have a chair, you don't have a refrigerator, all this kind of stuff. Right. So you have basically you just try to survive as long as you can. And it's in like the winter and this war torn kind of Eastern Europe situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like at night you have to go like you have to send somebody to go pillage different houses and try to take some stuff and like sometimes there's people in that house in the house that you're going into so it's like you're stealing from somebody's home to like make sure you stay alive and that gets kind of weird um but then like 
you know, say people are sleeping on the floor because you don't have a bed, they're going to wake up and be really tired. And Hmm. if they do that multiple nights in a row, they might get sick. And if they stay sick for long enough, they will die. So it's like you really have to resource or to manage your resources in, in a really like strict way. But then like on top of that, like you can get invaded overnight. And so like if, if you're if everyone is sleeping and no one's standing guard, you could have stuff stolen or people can get hurt. But if yeah. you have somebody who's keeping guard, they don't sleep. So it's it's like a pretty intense resource management game with like yeah. a, a very, you know, like downtrodden setting. Um, it is a downer, but it's, it is one of those kind of things that it's once you kind of get going, it, it, it's it's got that roguelike feel of like, okay, I'm going to do it better this time. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, now I know a little bit more of how to optimize certain things. So it's cool. I'm glad it's coming to the switch. It's, it's out on a lot of things, basically every, anything you can play a game on right now, it's out, Uh, but it's cool that it's coming. Yeah, that is super cool. I didn't didn't know much about it until I had seen this. Um, But yeah, I, you know, I dig the kind of hurts, hurts so good kind of vibe. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one that like when it came out, the world was less depressing. Like yeah. at least all, at least as like aggressively depressing as it is right now. Sure. And so I feel like some of the like incentive to play this has gone down just because it's it's not really escapism anymore necessarily to to like go into a situation like that. But totally. it's still a, it's it's a very like mechanically sound game and uh, certainly fascinating in some of the like moral quandaries you find yourself mm. in if you're into that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. that's this war of mine. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next one that I have down here is children of Morta. Yeah. Uh, that looked really cool. I don't really know too much about it other than it looks yeah. like it, it's going to be like an action RPG. Um, the graphics looked a, a lot like Moonlighter to me. And I think that that was, that was the same studio. So, Oh really? Or it was at least the same publisher. Like I don't know. Yeah, Studios. I don't know anything about the publishers, but it is a very, very similar vibe. Yeah, uh, but it looks really colorful. Again, really kind of a very distinct, vibrant pixel art style. Mm. Um, and it had this. It looked like it was going to be kind of an epic RPG journey, but like in that kind of top-down, pixely thing. So right. who knows? Don't know much about it, but it's a cool trailer. Yeah. Go check that one out. Um, what do you think of Everspace? Everspace kind of caught me off guard because, uh, I don't know, in this context, you're looking for, not are you looking for, but a lot of what you're seeing in showcases like this are very indie looking games. Yes. Um, This game doesn't look like an indie game. Yeah. This game looks like, I mean, it's it's kind of weird because I I guess the gameplay doesn't look like an indie game because then you get into these cutscenes that are kind of like comic strip kind of things. But like this looks like a full-on space shooter kind of thing yeah it's, um, it's really gorgeous to it. uh mm-hmm. yeah exactly it uh it definitely like because of that whether you're into that thing or not at least stuck out from the rest of these games so it definitely like piqued my interest it was something that when it first came on i was like oh okay another like kind of generic space game whatever but and like I still think the art style is like kind of generic space, but uh-huh. again, this polish on it and the lighting to it. Yeah, is, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really, really pretty. And uh apparently it's out on like the big consoles and PC, I think, and has been okay. for like a year. I hadn't heard anything about it at all. Um, but I'm gonna keep yeah, my eye on either. it because it, it looks like it might 
surpass its kind of generic art style to be something that could be really, really fun um, if you're into space shooting roguelike things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's definitely one I'm, I want to keep my eye on for sure. Uh, so it definitely looks like and then, like there's not like really a like similar thing on the switch right now. Right. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. my knowledge at least. Um, so, yeah, that's Everspace. Uh, what do you think of Baba is you? <laughs> Uh, same kind of thing, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, what, polished. What space. on earth, man? I couldn't tell you what this game is at all. Yeah, I don't. It's it. It's yeah. Manipulate the environment to solve puzzles. You are the rules. Okay. Yeah, but w- what's weird to me? Well, first of all, it's got that kind of like twitchy art style or animation style, I guess. Yeah, it's I don't know. It it looks like a weird dream I had. Yeah, yeah, that's a good descriptor. Yeah, Baba is you. It's one I, of yeah, just just look it up. It's look it up, try to watch the trailer, <laughs> see if you can figure out more than we can. It's just I couldn't tell if that was gameplay that we were looking at <laughs> right, or if yeah. it was <laughs> like a weird vibe trailer i don't know it's weird gonna have yeah, to look that yeah one it up. looks like a title trailer almost because you're moving words around anyways yeah, but you might just move words around yep it's just kind of a weird uh weird trip yeah it seemed to me like it was kind of being the kind of thing that was uh like scribble knots where it's like you kind yeah. of like your creativity is the way to solve these puzzles right it's really weird it's i don't strange. know really really weird that was weird. It was kind of like whenever I watched the all Greg video for the first time, I was just like, what <laughs> is happening here? Yeah, it's a fair comparison. If you've never seen the old Greg video, stop this podcast and go watch old <laughs> Greg. Um, the next thing is Slay the Spire. And I don't have much to say about this other than I've heard that this game is like gangbusters on Steam. Like I think it has really? sold a lot. Yeah. It didn't look like... Yeah, the card game genre kind of blew up in the past couple of years. Yeah, it kind of looks like hearthstone a little but mm-hmm. with like one-on-one like rpg turn battling kinda, at the same yeah. time yeah uh which like i'm not super into that but i guess a lot of people are yeah i never was into any of those but i mean yeah like you know other other games like well skyrim did something or elder scrolls there was like a card game i don't yeah, know a bunch of right. other like properties were trying the card game space anyways if that's your thing let it be your thing yeah come on power the to you yeah uh, Windjammers one and two, uh, they showed, well, Windjammers mm-hmm. two was more of a, just like animated trailer, but, uh, these games are like weirdly popular in like very small circles. Right. Uh, I know giant bomb, they, uh, made Windjammers pretty popular with some of the videos that they have done and the way that really? they have talked about it. Yeah. Uh, so there's like, if you follow that, that circle then you already know Windjammers and all of that but then it's also like weirdly popular in like france i think like there's like a big time like Windjammers competitive scene and it's a, re- a remake of an old game I- i'm not even sure what console it was on originally yeah uh, it looked like a snes game yeah it has it's a 90s a, vibe it definitely does it's a top down like one-on-one frisbee battle simulator yeah. so like <laughs> It's pretty. It's a cool concept, and it's similar. It's basically Disc Jam, which came out I think last year. Uh, Disc Jam was kind of a, a revamped, like modernized take on this, where but yeah. it was two on two instead. Well, I don't think you could do one on one Disc Jam, but imagine tennis, but f- 
frisbees and that's right. basically what you're it's got. honestly kind of like an air hockey kind of thing because yeah. you have goals mm-hmm. um anyways if again it's another one of those uh if that's your thing go for it yeah it's it's got a cool style to it uh but those are coming um so that was all from the like indie showcase or the indie highlights from nintendo uk that was the gamescom mm-hmm. one uh but again there's probably there were some more games mentioned in that but uh, those were at least the ones that piqued our interest. Uh, and then there was the Nintendo or the Nindies showcase that was this past week. Yep. Uh, that had some cool stuff in it. And it had some release dates. I think the other one had release dates too, but they were not as like discreet as this one mm-hmm. was. Uh, so the first thing that they showed that I was really excited about was Hyperlight Drifter coming September 6th, which is like at the time of this podcast, it's like in a week. Yeah, that's soon. So, um, that's great to the wallet, but Hyperlight Drifter was, uh, I think that came out last year or did it come out 16? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Uh, but it's fairly recent. Uh, it's like a top down, again, this this top down pixel art style, but kind of a dreary dreamlike vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, that I've heard is kind of like a, it's kind of, well, I mean, this comparison is just overused to death, but it is Dark Souls in the way that like combat is you have to like be on your game otherwise you'll mm-hmm. just get wrecked a lot yeah um, but also that it's just apparently a really dark kind of ch- like find out what the story is like p- by picking up the pieces along the way type huh. of s- situation yeah uh, but i've heard honestly it's just the first really, thing really that it made good. me think of is what i've seen of dead cells which obviously has uh, had yeah. some interesting you know maybe not so good coverage recently uh maybe go look into that uh, but it's a similar oh, yeah. like uh a, like a little bit pixelated but also like a lot of dashing dash attacking and stuff like that fast movements yeah um, like very twitchy it's got a similar like, feel yeah mm-hmm. uh so that's yeah i'm excited that that's coming to the switch i'm gonna try to pick that up at some point um but yeah the hyperlight drifter of course it's out on uh the big consoles and pc i believe yep um but anyways yeah Another game that I've heard about, uh, but I've never seen any footage of and was like, oh, yeah, I definitely can see how Celeste was from these people. And that was Towerfall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had out. seen a little bit of that when Celeste was a thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like big time, similar, similar feels. Yeah. This is basically to me. I was like, oh, like Celeste is just the single player version of this. Exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what this is. Right. Um, I mean, it literally is like the same art style. But same art style, different color palette, I think. But like same, like some, like same assets, like yeah, a lot, like yeah. very, very similar. Like especially in some of the like landscape blocks and such. Exactly. Looked exactly yep. the same. Uh, but yeah, like four player or no, I guess six player uh, multiplayer hmm. uh, where you have arrows and other powers. It seemed to me like one of those, like it, it was extremely hard to follow what was happening. When I was watching, yeah, it. yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Characters flying around everywhere and at all times, and maybe if I sat and watched like a full match from start to finish, it might be easier. Like in a trailer where everything was hopping around, also like it was mm-hmm. a lot. But uh, apparently, like people love that, and it is like really, really highly received. I mean, I imagine that if you had like the mechanics of Celeste, but like in a local multiplayer situation how that can be really good and like easy to pick up on um but again like we were talking about uh before this is a pretty good like co-op buy or like a couch multiplayer game like kind of right out of the box right Uh, so that's another cool thing totally I, i think 
my most anticipated game yes definitely my most anticipated game out of any of these uh was Maneko's night market yeah that looked awesome very in a lot of different yeah. ways uh-huh uh so as i was thinking about this whole like pixel art thing to me so this this game was not pixel art it's kind of it looks a little bit like an animal crossing yeah camera view but uh higher fidelity yep. and very vibrant colors and um to me i'm like that i feel like is a a good way to still do this like indie game style like not this huge budget production but to still right. like still be very distinct from most yeah, other so indie much games. more unique um because it it looks like very very good for to be like in the same class especially like in most of these other games that we've talked about like this looks better in a lot of different ways i think and more distinct than most everything we've talked about uh just I because agree. of the way it looks um to, it seems like it's gonna be sort of like animal crossing sort of like stardew valley but also sort of like this story-based adventure thing mm-hmm. um th- but like set in i guess it's in well actually i guess it, was, it looks like it was in like a japanese-based town i think they said like a a a Japan themed town. So maybe it's yeah. not a real town, but something that they've kind of cobbled together with like Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but that looks, it looks really, really, really cool to me. I was way more interested in that after it was done than totally. pretty much any other thing. Yeah. Great title too. I, uh, yeah. I feel like we should like, we could combine these titles and make new games. For example, Mineko's night market. Baba is you like <laughs> yeah. as a subtitle. Yes. Uh, Windjammer is night call. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Boy, this war is a monster. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah. But yes, yeah, so that's Maneka's night market. Uh, if, if I was, if you have three minutes and only to see any of these games, I would say go look at that trailer before any of the others. Yeah, it's definitely the most intriguing. Yeah. Uh, the next one I thought was very interesting. Uh, it's called Levelhead, which mm-hmm. is really all it is. The most reductive way to talk about it possible is that it is Super Mario Maker without the Super Mario license. Like, it is that kind of thing where it is a 2D platformer but you can create levels when this like really robust like level creation suite. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. Uh, in this in the place of while we're still waiting for Nintendo to actually bring Super Mario Maker to the Switch, yeah, right, one exactly. Day, they're saying, well, if they're if Nintendo's not going to do it, we're going to do it. And exactly. So it could be good. I mean, I think it all depends on what the platforming feels like. Um, right. But. Another cool thing that it does that Super Mario Maker doesn't do, though, is that you can do co-op character or level it, creation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and co-op play, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's level head again. It's it's like a kind of a gener- more generic style, but mm-hmm. it's Super Mario Maker like to the T basically. Yeah. Uh, so if you're itching for that or if Nintendo's like, we're never bringing this to the switch, then I think level head could be successful. That's uh, coming out in November. Uh, the next game on this list is probably the one right below Maneko's Night Market for me. 
like, uh, and maybe just above Nightcall. I think that's that's my top three here. Uh, Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, and let's repeat that for for the audience at home. This is we we don't not know what this game is called. Yeah, it's just called Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> Where the whole point... I would say another one that you've got to look up for yourself as well. Absolutely. Uh, You play as a goose. All right. The next game on the list (laughs) is... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's basically like, you know, there was Goat Simulator, uh, which I haven't played that. It's really wacky. I would say it's it's less wacky because like Goat Simulator is really wacky i mean it's and it's like not realistic at all like yeah there's not really a point to it like there's no no, like it's a physics based exactly thing and even the goat like doesn't behave like regular goats because of like physics weird stuff this is like maybe this is i I mean if i was going to market this game i would say this is the most realistic goose simulator ever (laughs) made because so true. it's not like wacky physics. It's just like you're a goose <laughs> just walking around. Yep. There's some stealth like, mechanics in there. Yeah, I was going to say different objectives like trying to steal vegetables from a garden, trying <laughs> to steal stuff from a picnic, like trying to annoy like a baker or something like that, like chasing them around and like honking at him. It was so funny to me. Like it just it, it also like the graphics do look very cool. It's kind of this. Yeah, I actually do like it. <laughs> It's almost got like a painterly style to it, uh, mm-hmm. even though it's still like kind of like a weird, like almost cell shaded type of thing. Um, I yeah, this just looks like this really. I mean, like obviously, the really easy title for this would be Silly Goose. True, true. But maybe I'm glad that we, they decided to go Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, maybe we can make a spinoff game. Yeah, the sequel. I remember one of my favorite little shots was like the pause menu is like brings up a little like legal notepad that says to do list and it's literally like <laughs> ruin this person's day or like throw this person's food in the pond. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. It's phenomenal. Honestly, I'm like really upset that we hadn't thought about this because this is a thing where it's like uh, a game where you play as a goose and you do goose things like <laughs> sign me up like that's it that's you know all this would like, be a perfect game for a hub world let's play even though we don't like do videos whenever we do this is what this might be happen. it yeah and yeah that's a very that's a very good idea in <laughs> fact uh, the next game i've heard nothing but like raves about and a lot of people in games media have said this is their game of the year already uh, and that's into the breach. Yeah, um, it's the same people that did FTL, which FTL is fantastic, uh, roguelike space game. This to me kind of looks like Advance Wars in a way, but like yeah. on a smaller scale. It's like a an isometric uh, board, like grid, but it's still the same thing. Where like you right. are these mechs, and you're trying to stop these like bug aliens from attacking you have to like take them all out or thing or stuff like that and it's turn-based and apparently it is like it gets like the strategy just gets really 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 intense hmm. um, yeah it looks interesting i remember like it, it takes me back to playing like uh final fantasy tactics advance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah i really dig it uh yeah it's supposed to just be really deep and really engaging and uh just like really good it's what it's trying to do it's also only 15 dollars, which is very cool uh because i think it's got like hundreds of hours of content in it and yeah um 
it that was one of those one of my favorite things where like by the way it's also out right now uh which i thought was very cool that is pretty cool yeah because they didn't even there's there had been no lead up to there being a switch version at least not that i'd seen i think it was one of those where it was like man if this ever comes to switch one day it's going to be perfect for it because i think it was just originally on pc and mm-hmm. then they were like by the way we've known you've wanted this so here it is uh yeah it's that's pretty cool yeah so that's into the breach uh if you're into like some intense strategy stuff i think that's like even though we haven't played it uh from what i understand it's like a super easy recommend if you're into that kind of game totally um another game that is out as this podcast is hitting your ears is the messenger it's basically like old school ninja gaiden Mm. Mm -hmm. uh but one cool thing about it is you switch from 8-bit to 16-bit and when you do that, you apparently you time travel like 5,000 years or something like that. Huh. Yeah. And so a lot of the like mechanics are there's this thing you have to like a gate you have to get past, but you can only get past it in the future. But so you go through that gate and then you can go back in time and be where you need to be like after going through the time gate or whatever. Um, but reviews are out for this already. Apparently it also turns into a different style of game uh, like it starts out as like classic like stage by stage uh-huh. like side scrolling action and then like about halfway through the game apparently it transforms into like something else uh interesting and, and uh i've heard some mixed things about the way that it handles that transition okay um from most of the reviews that i've i've seen uh, but I mean, it's also, I've, I've heard that like mechanically, if you really like those old, like side scrolling Ninja Gaiden games, then you'll enjoy this. Uh, yeah, it looks, it looks like I, there, there are a couple things that they kind of went more in like the samurai direction style wise, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's the messenger again out now as you're hearing this, um, two more that I think are cool that are they are coming to switch they're also like again kind of on like everything i have both of these on ios have played them in, in other ways but bastion and transistor yeah um bastion is a really cool isometric action rpg transistor is of like cyberpunk uh also action rpg but it's like a, di- a totally different pace and a little bit mm-hmm. more strategic combat because you can slow it down and you have skill points that you can use up like to do some cool moves and then you have to like run around and let those regenerate and that kind of stuff. Whereas Bastion is like just run around and use your weapon. Um, they're both really, really good. That studio is really good. That studio also made Pyre, which came out last year. That's also really, really cool. And so I'm holding out hope that if they're going to port Bastion and Transistor to the switch, that they'll port Pyre to the switch because Pyre is a game that should be be awesome on the switch for sure. Yeah. That always interested me. Yeah. Have you played either of those, Bastion or Transistor? No, I haven't played either of them. I had uh, seen a little more about Transistor um, or had looked into it more after this trailer. It looks really cool. Yeah, they're they're both really good. Some people like one way more than the other. I think they're both really good. Yeah, they um, both look awesome. Yeah, they've, they've got a, a cool style to it. Uh, the last thing that I have on my list is something that we only saw like a brief clip for. It was like in a montage, but it was immediately something that I was like, I would love to know more. And that was desert child. Yeah. And that was that side scrolling, like pixel art, kind of a cyberpunk anime type. Uh, it looked like a, it was like a, a like a, a 
what am I trying to say? Like a light bike or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, like a hover bike racing thing that it was like. And or speeder chase. Yeah. Speeder chase slash pod race situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was way interested in that. Again, we only saw just a teeny bit. Maybe there's more trailers and stuff that, I, that are out there, but. Uh, yeah, there's also some really cool like like it seems a little story heavy too, with like some mini game like interactions with the world and stuff, which looked interesting to me. Yeah, so I would love to know more. That's Desert Child. Um, that's that's the Nindies, at least the ones that we were wanting Nindies. to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there's some more that we chose not to talk about uh, just because we didn't want to waste the whole time. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Some people think there's too many. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe from a business standpoint, who knows? But I mean, in my opinion, like they're just cranking out games, which is like, so what Nintendo hasn't always done. So right, more power right. to them, you know? Yeah. It's really exciting to see Nintendo just kind of like surging right now. Just yep. with the majority of their first party games coming out and being very good. And then also just like, this is the place where indie games go. Like, especially the, feel like the last couple months, I've been really surprised at how much I've seen. This game is coming out on PC and switch. And like, that's it. And it's like, wow, it's, it's the only console that it's coming to is a switch. Like, that's amazing. But apparently games that are like on both of those, like say it's on steam and on switch, apparently like switch sales have just been demolishing. Like, everything yeah, else i'm, su- I'm like, not surprised yeah uh, and so i that's really exciting for the future of the switch that uh i think i think we're gonna start seeing just more and more games of all shapes and sizes come to the switch because people are buying them because it's a great place to play games <laughs> yep go nintendo yeah uh so yeah that's that's a lot of nintendo stuff well, Daniel, just like the time has come to uh, talk about one of our favorite anticipated games, the time finally came to see a game that we didn't think existed. Yes. Uh, CD Projekt Red, thank you so much for listening to our show and uh, <laughs> stepping up to the plate when we said your game doesn't exist. And you said, actually, here, here it is. It does right. exist. 48 minutes of it. it yeah. It's sometimes I feel like it's just like playing on replay in the insides of my eyelids. Yes, uh, it, it, this is like this is everything I wanted from a trailer from them. I forgot. I, I do want to say just real quick before we get started that uh, CD Projekt Red's Twitter did, in fact, have a very bad transphobic joke at some point. <gasps> yeah, in the past I forgot. Week. Yep. Um, yep. And so that's kind of like, really, you know, like uh, especially considering the themes and per, like personification of a lot of the characters might deal with non-binary gender always right exactly and like cyberpunk touches I feel like on it's that one of, of those stuff. things that like especially judging by their apology it seemed like they just have a social media person that just said something stupid yeah know? that i'm sure it's that's a the case i mean considering like you know the stuff there was nothing in the witcher 3 that suggested that they are that way and let's right. hope that that's the case but either way it's kind of like how did you have someone in the first place where like they thought that was okay and like felt like they could do it. So that's definitely troubling, but um, hopefully that was again, this like very one-off isolated thing from the writers and designers of the game. Uh, But I wanted to go ahead and just kind of get that out there before we start talking about it because yeah, it's important. Yeah. We we're not down with that. And 
we wanted to make sure that you all know that before we gush about what we saw because right yeah uh, yeah i don't know about you but hot dang this looks so good gosh it's just like unreal yeah like and and that's the thing is like already cyberpunk has been this like fabled thing obviously we've talked about like does it exist or not but also like there's been this feeling the air of like this is going to be something next level, especially coming off the heels of the Witcher, Mm -hmm. but also just like the little snippets that we've seen already. But like, Oh my gosh, this, this is literally just a masterclass in world building to a, like a level that I've never seen before. It's insane. Yeah. It, it is like already. And like, obviously this has been in development for a very long time. Um, So it's good that it looks so good. You know, it's like, well, clearly they've been putting the work into it. But yeah, I mean, it's a tough act to follow with, again, for me, I think I've mentioned, I think The Witcher 3 is like maybe the game of this generation. Yep. And so how are they going to follow that up? Well, with something extremely, <laughs> completely different, yeah. but also maybe just as thorough in world building and in creativity and design as totally. Witcher 3. So if you haven't seen this trailer if you don't have 48 minutes to devote to one trailer uh we've we've both watched it and where you won't spend that much time talking about it right uh but if you haven't seen anything or haven't heard anything uh cyberpunk is a first person rpg uh which already to me is like wow that's something new because again the witcher 3 was or all all the previous witcher games were, were big rpgs but they were third person kind of traditional yeah. Um, and it looks like they have really uh, nailed down what looks to be a very good feeling of FPS, which is exciting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I was in awe the whole time. It was just like so much more than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I just like one thing for me. And it's interesting because what I always am historically into is the Witcher kind of thing, like medieval fantasy mm-hmm. Um, but this man, like not only, I think that's, what's cool is they've kind of created, I don't know, not created their own aesthetic, but my favorite pieces of this are the eighties, like vision of the future kind of thing. Uh, like the slick back hair and mohawks and stuff like that. It Um, it definitely gets the punk part of cyberpunk. Yeah, totally. That, that's, what's so interesting to me is like they have the grittiness and like, yeah, this was gritty and dark and mature. Um, but it's also colorful and vibrant. And like, I think like the, the word that kept coming to my head when I was watching this was just dense. Like it is so dense mm-hmm. with detail and like personality and character. And like each NPC is so unique and like interesting looking. It's just, there's so much content here, which is like what, they did so well with the Witcher three. Yep. And so it's exciting. Totally. It seems like they're, well, I mean, obviously they knew like they, they have to like outdo what they did, right? Like they can't just, right. they can't be not as good as their last game. So right. that's exciting. Um, just like weird little details too, of like, for like, like gunplay stuff. And like, this is again, uh-huh. always kind of weird to talk about like in our current climate and considering we just had Jacksonville happen, which is another thing that is yeah. very serious that we, care a lot about but uh so it's, it feels a little bit weird to talk about like the fact that one of the first things that happens in this game and at least in this trailer is uh mm-hmm. when they like shove somebody underwater and like 
take them out that yep. way. Again, it's it's like um, it's a little bit weird to like talk about that and like yeah, how cool it's it hard is. Hard to watch considering what has all happened. Right. But uh, again, it's one of these things too, where it's like, well, that is a really creative thing, and it's exciting to think that they are kind of going all out for that action movie feel, even mm-hmm. if it is like a little bit weird with each passing event like Jacksonville, but, um, but like also like one thing that I thought too, watching it was, I can't believe, I mean like, I guess when the matrix came out and everyone wanted to do bullet time and like slow-mo stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of went away and I'm glad they're bringing that back. Like, (laughs) cause that's, that's totally cool. Like, and honestly, like the matrix is a great reference, even just for the style of the game. Like when I think about the, you know, the this the segments of the matrix where they're like in the future and it's the kind of gritty uh futuristic feel i also get a lot of those vibes here especially yeah like plugging in and plugging like into the back of your neck yep. or like into your head in some mm-hmm. way yeah that's definitely a right. thing uh influence straight out of there um but yeah it's 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 detailed it's dense it, it looks like it's going to be that's fluid um you know, it, it at least this build of it. And of course, they were very upfront with like, this is an unfinished build of the game. Like things may look yeah, different yeah. or be be different entirely. Um, it still looks very good. Uh, one thing also that we haven't mentioned yet is that like this is like very much an RPG in the way that you can create a character and your main character can mm-hmm. be. Um, well, at least again, we've talked about like different gender stuff. I would hope that they could do maybe more than like binary gender like male sure, female sure. but at least they do have male female option uh for your main right. character which is very cool um i'm sure you can make it look make them look very different they didn't necessarily go through like here are all these different ways your character can look i'm sure they probably had one Gee, build yeah. that they wanted to focus on for this right exactly um, yeah but that's always exciting for character creation aficionados yeah, like and that's me. the thing is it's also like there are you are a care. In other words, it's not an RPG like something like Skyrim where you literally just make your character and choose your dialogue. Like they are trying to give some personality to your character. So I don't think it will be it, uh, like character creation per se. Like I think you, uh, you customize. it's more just character yeah. customization, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they do want there to be a fixed, a fixed story here with a fixed character with a fixed personality. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, and I dig that. It's kind of like, I guess it's, it's kind of like mass effect to me is where it's like, you can yeah, customize the yeah. way that that character looks and sounds and all this. Well, I guess maybe it sounds one of two ways, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. But yeah. And, and so that's, that's really, really exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah. So like, it looks like, there's at one point in the trailer too. They of course they start with this uh, action set piece of going to going in this apartment building, and there's a shootout, and you have to like extract mm-hmm. this person who's like drugged out or something like that, and take them away to safety. And then it kind of cuts to uh, your character, and there's a like a guy getting out of bed, and you're just kind of cruising around your apartment, and it's like you've like had downtime. And I would love uh-huh. there to be like downtime stuff to do um, right in this. They kind of alluded that you can. They didn't necessarily show it as much. Like you, they kind of just sure like go straight back into another mission. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really hope there's some downtime stuff. Like that's where I got like kind of a Grand Theft Auto feel to this. Well, yeah. That and the like kind of it's a little bit more over the top. But um, right. I would love there to be some downtime stuff that like the GTA games have done pretty well, at least in the last couple. Totally. 
Yeah, and that's a yeah, that's a comparison that a lot of people are going to make are just, you know, a GTA in the future, which is great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Give it to me. Another comparison I think that I, I, when I was initially talking to you about it was this also feels a lot like Deus Ex because um, as, oh, as yeah. the trailer goes on, they're like, OK, and now we're going to show you a build of this character that is like high level. And so you have a lot of different mm-hmm. abilities. Um and that that kind of stuff is like straight out of Deus Ex, where you have all these like cybernetic abilities that you can use or enhancements that you can use uh, to help you in combat or not. Um, totally, and it looks like they're going to have a lot of very creative uh, ways. Like they had one where it was like you you can see a, a path of where your bullets will bounce, so you can. Mm. It's kind of like a pool game where like in a yeah. lot of pool video games you get that line of like this is where this is going to go, and it's like that yeah. but coming out of your gun, and like that's a cool thing. Um, totally then they have some like dashes and again like uh the bullet time slow motion stuff um they had a couple of like oh they show a scene where you get either i couldn't tell if that was like an ocular implant or if you just like straight up got a new eyeball (laughs) i think what you were getting a new like i love that little first person thing where you're like kind of seeing from the view of the eyeball and then you can i guess zoom in and i'm sure they'll have tons of options there yeah so that was very very cool uh that you you're staying in perspective for stuff and like again just yep. taking that to the next level because like in a game maybe in another cyberpunk type game where you're like okay i'm gonna go upgrade my eyes you might go mm. talk to a shopkeeper go into a menu click on the thing you want and then like oh now you have this ability but at right. least for this one and maybe maybe that is how it is for you know more than just this one example but for this one it was like okay you're gonna go to an ocular implant cool you're gonna sit in a chair and then you're gonna yeah they're gonna turn it on and you're gonna see yourself before they stick it into your head (laughs) like it just like the little details like that that keep you in the world i think are are yeah a lot of what i'm really looking forward to here uh one thing that i thought was like okay yeah like this is definitely an early build of the game and I hope they fix this, uh, was when you first kind of walk out of your like complex and go into like the greater, like more populated mm-hmm. streets is, and it was, it was kind of unfortunately timed to me cause it was like, this is the most realistic like open world and most populated open world like ever. And like, basically as soon as they're talking about that, I was noticing you could definitely <laughs> see a lot of texture pop in and a lot of people clipping into other people. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, maybe not the best. Like, and there's definitely a sure. lot of people walking around on screen and they made a claim about like, uh, every single person like has something they're doing and it's like on a day to day night cycles. Yeah. 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 Uh, and if that's true, like that is, uh, there's a lot of processing happening if that's like, right. Truly yeah. The case. I mean, yeah, surely that's one of those things that like is not, I, you're, I would think slash hope that that's one of the things that they're referring to when they say this is an early build, you know? Yeah. Although that's, you know, hard stuff to polish. So I guess, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff you expect, like even in like a, a Elder Scrolls or like a GTA, like you're going to have janky uh-huh. people that are just random. Right. You know? Um, yep. But they look good. They look, I mean, yeah, they look good. They, they, there was no, at least when I've looked at it, there was maybe one or two like exact same character models. And I, but I think yep. those were like some specific type of character that they just, had mm-hmm. and maybe they'll change that and and switch like switch up the looks by the time it's right. done but even already like yeah there's a ton of people on screen and like basically they were all distinct which is kind of a feat by itself like even and like even if they clip into each other 
like in the real game okay that's not like the worst right you know yeah um but i just i did think it was just weird timing in the trailer that uh, it just happened to be like literally right as as he's saying narrator is like this is the greatest open world (laughs) yeah um one other thing that uh they do show is that there is vehicles uh that show the main character driving well sitting in the back seat of a car talking to an npc as you see the world around you which i thought was cool like yeah um to let you I know that, like that you're cool. still in this world even though you're mm-hmm. in the backseat of the car having a fully rendered conversation with another character uh, right that seemed like some processing magic happening totally um but yeah they should especially because to some extent you're kind of deciding how that how and how fast that conversation goes yeah uh, but yeah, it's just super seamless, which is awesome. And they also did mention no loading screens is what mm-hmm, they're what, mm-hmm. what they're trying to do, which is also awesome. Yeah, and again, like if people clip into each other, but I don't have to sit in the load screen. Yeah, I'll take that. You know. Yeah. Right. I'll right. take those concessions. Um, yeah. But yeah, the uh, what? How do you think of like what the driving looked like? I think I think well, it, it seems like kind of halfway to GTA. It doesn't seem like you can just take over any vehicle because mm-hmm. you have a car. Um, I thought the whole car chase scene was really cool, where you're like shooting out the window. Yeah, uh, it seems really intense. Like it seemed like that part maybe was on rails, which uh, which was cool because that kind of gave them the opportunity to have a little crazier driving going on, which is really cool. Yeah, it was um, this cool thing of like your your main character tells your like sidekick, hey, like take the wheel. And then like Yeah, right. That's what happens. Like they take the wheel, you hop out, you're like kind of stretching out of the window, like uh-huh. having this gunfight. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but it definitely seems like one of those things that uh, it just seems like an easy game to get lost in, you know, just where you can just explore and find it, it seems so varied. And I'm I'm really excited to see kind of how with something this dense, just how big it is uh so yeah that that's exciting to me and yeah. the car looks awesome yeah oh yeah i'm i'm really excited if there's i mean whenever they i want to see what motorcycles look like that, that's the thing like i would yeah. never touch a car in that game if i can have a motorcycle <laughs> um yeah but yeah it, it does look like they're gonna again have extremely varied ways to take on objectives uh, which is kind of like i mean you kind of have to do that nowadays that's kind of expected especially for sure you know, big open world things like this. Um, but it did seem like even a, even a level after that to where he's saying like, if we had made this decision earlier, this quest would have looked totally different. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of games, like I guess the end result is the same, but it's more just like choose what combat style you want. Whereas this, it, I mean, it does seem like pretty significant alterations to the story, which is cool. Yeah. Or yeah, involving a certain faction in a quest when you don't yeah. necessarily have to. Uh, which is a, a a cool thing that they're doing. Uh, but again, that's, that's, that's like, you know, I've never played this cyberpunk tabletop game, but like that's a tabletop game RPG thing of like, totally. there's so many ways that this can go depending on what you want to do. And so I'm glad that they're yeah. going to be bringing that spirit into this as well. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like quite a thing. Um, I'm guessing this still has at least another year on it. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be so surprised if it ended up being 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I don't know. They've just made such a point to say, please, please be patient with us. It's, it's It's ready when it's ready. Yeah. Um. You know, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a late 2019 thing. Either way, like it's one of those things where I'm like, please, please take your time. Yeah. You make this do. right. Yeah. Like yep. it's, it's fine. Like, you know, we can 
this is, I mean, 48 minutes is more than most like developers and publishers yeah. give anything before it's <laughs> released. So like, totally, you know, there is more than enough here to, to go off of and to yep. rewatch and to talk about, but man, yeah, this is really looking like it's shaping up to be quite a thing, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. So that's Cyberpunk 2077 not coming out in the year 2077, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on this. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the the Nindies. Uh, yeah. What you thought was cool, what you, you didn't like, what you thought was uh, terribly amazing, like the Monster Boy theme song. Right, right. Or most importantly, what would you do if you were a goose? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tell us what you would <laughs> want to do as a, in the <laughs> Ultimate Goose Simulator. Right. Um, but anyways, video games are happening. Uh, I think this is the end of the desert. Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure by the time next week's episode is out, Spider-Man will yep. be out. Yeah. So, oh, gosh. So get ready for that one, folks. Okay. Um, uh, how am I going to life with that? Yeah. that's There's a whole situation with time and yeah. money with that one but well i'm excited to talk about it yeah it's it's happening so yeah like thanks for sticking with us we made it through the desert thanks to nintendo and cd project red for listening to the show and yeah you know, saying don't worry even though like games are almost going to hit here's a whole bunch of stuff to look forward yeah to have to look forward to, yeah. to talk about um but yeah that, that's games are upon us that's like, yeah. just uh this is a, a thing that we can maybe expand on later but um I don't know if you've seen the game release calendar between now and March of next year. Oh my God. It just February alone. It's horrible. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's horrible in how many good things like, yeah, it's 2016, 17, 18, basically with the exception of like the last couple months, this has just been like the biggest, like, just keep the faucet running on yeah, good games. the golden age of video games. <laughs> in a long time, uh, at yep. least in my memory, at least especially like with the like the mix of quantity and quality is is absurd. Yeah. It's um, insane. I was gonna say if you want to overwhelm yourself and your wallet, just yeah, look <laughs> look at the game release schedule between now and March of 2019, and yeah, look at it with with awe and with terror. Um, <laughs> for, yeah, that's definitely what we're doing for what's to come. But um, as for us, you know the drill: Twitter, Facebook. Uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, all that good stuff. Hit us up. Let us know what you wanna. What do you wanna chat with us about? Uh, questions, comments, emotional problems. We welcome it all. Yeah, and I actually wanna. I do wanna deliver a quick challenge, and I'll put this on Twitter as Ooh. well. Ooh. Um, this is because I think I think this is possible. So right now we currently are at thirty-eight followers on Twitter, which is you know more Woo-hoo! than a few. Um, more than 37 it is more than 37 that's only 12 away from 50 uh like 50 sounds way better than 38 like i think we can get to 50 by the next episode like quote tweet us retweet us tell some friends to follow us even if they don't listen i'm just kidding tell them to listen and then also follow (laughs) and then follow we don't we don't want boss or anything weird like that we don't want to do that but (laughs) but yeah 12 12 followers i think we can totally totally manage uh, but we can only do that with your help. Um, and that's, a, again, a good way to, to get our show out uh, to more people, especially as it's about to get more buck wild with video games. It's a good time to hop on. Yep. Um, but yeah, so 
let's let's make 3850 by next week if possible if not uh, we still love you but i just let's do it something to think about yeah i don't know i'm gonna quit the podcast if not oh man carter's gonna quit the podcast i'm gonna have to podcast alone into the void if we don't have (laughs) if we don't have 50 i actually would enjoy that we'll see we'll see how we'll see it's up to y'all oh no oh no don't listen please oh no (laughs) Um, well, thanks again. Uh, I guess we'll we'll gear up to talk about Spider Man soon. Yeah, just um, thank, big thank to all of you thank, out there. Thank, 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 big thank. But as for now, uh, it's dangerous to go alone. Hey, take us! <laughs> I thought it would never happen. <laughs> <laughs>